This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armish.
This is Rock and Roll Radio. Stay tuned for more rock and roll. Something that I thought I would be forking out for this month was the 40th anniversary box set of the Ramones end of the century album from whence the just heard do you remember rock and roll radio was taken it turns out as the month draws to an end this isn't going to happen nothing seems forthcoming i mean there must be the materials phil Spector required the band to do take after take to make sure the track was perfect sometimes listening back to the results for at least 60 minutes i mean he spent 12 hours straight listening to the opening chord of Rock and Roll High School. The same one chord. It is possible that none of the Ramones other than Joey actually appeared on End of the Century. In his autobiography, Dee Dee wrote that the band did a ton of pre-production on the album with Spectre, but they never recorded anything. He claims that Johnny flew back to New York after a week, having grown frustrated with Spectre, and that he and Marky Ramone quickly followed. John Lennon and Do You Wanna Dance. That was also covered by the Ramones with Dr. Winston O'B. 
Boogie, also having his fair share of Phil Spector drama. Chris Callis, he of the Eureka Machines, turned 40 last week. So young, so young. And to celebrate, uh, Chris gifted us two songs, uh, those two songs being Happy and Dreams, of course. If you feel like funding Chris a belated birthday cake or contributing to a fine alcoholic beverage or even making sure that he continue making sweet, sweet music, you can by popping over to his Bandcamp site and making a slight dent in your PayPal account. To ease you along, as if you need me to, this is the aforementioned Dreams. Misery and melancholy Well, I swear you're gonna be happy City, well, I swear you're gonna be happy Yes, I swear you're gonna be happy Climbing up your family tree Well, I swear you're gonna be happy Close your head and open your feet Well, I swear you're gonna be happy
into your shoes Oh, I swear you're gonna be happy Twist your head and turn up the news Oh, I swear you're gonna be happy Yes, I swear you're gonna be happy In your dreams In my dreams Cleopatra Records are very good in letting me know what's up and coming on their label. Two emails in a very short period of days, maybe two, informed me that they were putting out Apocalypse Now, the live album recorded at the Lyceum on Sunday the 24th of May 1981, and the War Is Hell album that uh, had the then line-up of uh, Rat, Rainy Tez and Bones revisiting classic songs with some live tracks recorded in the hometown of Stoke, I think, in uh, recorded 2003. Uh, I had the Lyceum gig on tape years ago. It's not uh, the greatest of sound quality, definitely not an audience recording, but it's still worth having. The War Is Hell seemed to have passed me by when it originally came out in 2008. So Cleopatra's reissue on Blue Vinyl was a welcome purchase. Uh, my favourite is track. Um, track is, as you probably remember, The More I See that uh, is one of the tracks that has been redone. It's funny to think that only bassist Rainey plays on them both. <laughs> Rainy, Gary and Pooch version. Although at the time it was in some quarters royally unjustifiably slagged off. To be fair, uh, the just heard version does rough up the edges, removing the more polished metal sheen. And I still like Grave New World, uh, just not as discharge. Whilst ferrying the squirrel about a few weeks ago, she stuck on the Who album, the Grugr. That's uh, 
Who HU, as in the Mongolian band that uh, blend heavy metal and traditional Mongolian throat singing and not the band featuring Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey. Uh, it was what I was expecting. Uh, I assumed that it was going to be all thrashy and shouty. You know, definitely not up my street. Yeah, now I know what you're thinking. Hang on a moment. He doesn't like thrashing shouty, but happily plays and enjoys discharge. And you'd be correct. But I reserve the right to be a walking contradiction in the pursuit of my musical contentment. Now, what led me to believe that who were uh, thrashing and shouty was uh, when the squirrel saw them down in Brighton. Yeah, not a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I think just before Christmas, she regaled stories of mosh pits uh, with some unlucky punter being stretched out. So you can imagine my surprise when listening to the aforementioned album that it came across more ambient. You know, we're not talking New Age whale song or anything like that. I was mightily impressed. So much so that the squirrel offered me her spare ticket for the 8th down in Brighton. Unfortunately, uh, this was the day after my original operation, so it was uh, a no-no. Sadly, um, I wasn't in the right frame of mind after the non-event to take her up on her offer. Oh, my rescheduled procedure is all penciled in for Monday the 2nd of March. Uh, I did have visions uh, of it being on the 28th of this month, scuppering Rockaway Beach 46 of Neon Animal, Paradise Alley and Dead Hombres, with a knock-on effect of missing Adam Bomb at the windmill in Britain on the 1st. Anyway, enough of my inane ramblings. This is Who and Shook Shook.
mean, hardly warrants St John's ambulance. Uh, and if you've got one of them smart speakers, you know, don't even try. The Crunch are back with an up-and-coming three-track EP called Smoke and Mirrors that will hit the virtual record shops on the 13th of March, coupled with three Scottish dates. On the 13th, Terry Chimes, Sulu Clarson, Dave Chigana and Mickey Giddis will be hitting Edinburgh. 14th, Glasgow and it's Dundee on the 15th. The three tracks in question are uh, the aforementioned Smoke and Mirrors, Set in Stone that previously was available on the band's 2018 compilation album We'll Never Make It to the BBC Dash Collected Noise with the third track being Mutant Rock and Roll. For your consideration... It's a title track. week i played you some go mod go that featured jake star on backing throat and maracas now back in the day jake fronted adam west who were based in washington dc but seemed to be more sonically aligned to what was happening in scandinavia i was lucky enough to catch the band twice live uh both times in stockholm once in debassen and the second in a bar i think called club sheriff anyway i loved them as my record collection will show you 35 singles not that i own them all but fortunately thanks to fandango records i do on the two compilation cds and about uh, half a dozen full-length albums sadly the band called it a day in 2008. 2008 was a grim year. Not only did Adam West split, 
but the helicopters and Glucifer decided that was it you know, for a while. Uh, Jake released a couple of solo singles before throwing himself into the modastic Jake Starr and the Delicious Fullness, with Mario trading his guitar for drums and bassist Steve switching to guitar full-time to go in the more stoner direction of Barocco that they had formed as a side project along with a guy uh, called Tim on bass in 2007. Oh, as an aside, today's intro of Neat 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 was performed by Adam West. Uh, Barocco have, in actual fact, played over here in the UK. The London date was at the Iron Horse in New Eltham in uh, April 2014. Not exactly the hotbed of rock, and it's the only time that I've visited said venue, as I objected to having my driving licence scanned before I was allowed to enter the bar with no indication on who was holding my data, for what purpose and for how long. However, the gig more than made up for my violation of my human rights. Anyway, the delicious feelness and the go are pretty much polar opposite when it comes to genre. Both great in their own way, but never the twain shall meet. Or so I thought. Until last Thursday, when I saw on anti-social media that Savage Magic Records were taking pre-orders for a 7-inch single from Barocco with Jake Starr, taking on Sixth Son of a Seventh Son from Adam West's 2002 single of the same name, and Bulletproof from Adam West's 2005 album Power to the People. Uh, back in January 2015... Uh, Jake joined Barocco on stage in California for live renditions of the aforementioned songs. Five years later, it's the turn of the studio versions. Uh, obviously, the originals are faster, but the revisited takes do pretty much do what it says on the tin. Uh, Six Sun of a Seven Sun is now the best Queens of the Stone Age song that they never wrote and as for bulletproof suddenly it is now motorhead's damage case before it isn't
listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. after Barocco with not featuring with Jake Starr and Bulletproof you heard as I played Grown Up Guy which is a new single by Glam Stomp Merchants Faz Waltz that hit the real and virtual record shops yesterday courtesy of Spaghetti Town and Wander Records watch out for a brand spanking new record for them in April as you know uh, when it comes to musical publications I only subscribe to three uh, Fear and Loathing Fanzine uh, Viva Rock and uh, Classic Rock and in the latest Classic Rock in the Buried Treasure section it featured a band called Stonewall who recorded an album's worth material in 1969 then were told that no one was interested in it and pretty much split up as a result seven years later uh, in 76 the album was released on the Tiger Lily label as a tax scam basically the album was meant to lose money resulting in higher tax breaks for the investors. All this went on without the band members' knowledge. Most of the albums immediately went to a landfill, with one selling on eBay in 2014 for just over $14,000. What piqued my interest, apart from the backstory, was the reference to the MC5 and the Stooges that was banded about. 
The album did finally get a proper band-approved official release in April of last year. Unfortunately, uh, it was only limited to 500 copies that have now obviously all sold out, even the T-shirt. Of course, in this age of streaming and downloading, I was able to hear it. And yes, Stooges and MC5 did come across. More blue cheer than uh, Iggy, to be honest, with hints of, dare I say it, Led Zeppelin. But ignoring that, it's really an enjoyable album that uh, does sound like from the day, but then again it doesn't. It appears more recordings do exist that were in the care of Jimmy Goldstein, the proprietor of the Manhattan Recording Studio where all Stonewall's recordings took place, who also played occasional keys with them. Unfortunately, Jimmy passed away in 2009, so the location of these recordings is sadly now unknown. This is Right On.
staying on the reading front, I have just finished Punk Snot Dead, the autobiography of Morat. Well, when I say autobiography, it's more of a snapshot of the summer of 1981. For those of us of a certain age, a lot of his story rings true. Admittedly, I've never lived on the Isle of Wight, or indeed hitchhiked around England following a band or lived in a squat. And what I might or might not have done consensually with a young skinhead girl is between me and her single bed. I have, however, had it away on my toes, avoiding male skinheads who were on the lookout for punks and heavy metal freaks. Basically, anyone who wasn't their granny or dear old mum and didn't wear Fred Perry shirts, Doc Martin boots, didn't pledge allegiance to Hitler, to give a good kicking to. So I was ideal target. Um... I like rock music, so I had long hair, well it was shoulder length, and it was bleached blonde at the time, and was often seen sporting a damned t-shirt along with a bullet belt. Chrome, of course, and I might have had it away with a female of their variety. And to be fair though, as Moret points out, not all skinheads were card-carrying members of the Tufty Club. The London venues and pubs that are mentioned are, were, all too familiar. In the early 80s, the only London clubs I'd frequent were 100 Club, Marquee and the Clarendon Hotel. For the larger gigs, uh, it was uh, Hammersmith Palais and Hammersmith Odeon. Camden never got a look in, apart from Dingwalls, until the 90s. Uh, one of my laugh-out moments was when Morat and uh, a few of his friends were with Charlie Harper and uh, Captain Sensible. With Sensible and Charlie planning on going straight into a recording studio, Captain looked at Morat and his, and as it turns out, Charlie's friends and sister, Mr Harper, that they should lose the dead weight. To which Charlie then leaves Captain on his own and goes off with the others. Obviously, I need something now to accompany Punk Snort Dead. Fortunately, as the book has a musical leaning, I can play something musically associated with it instead of me reading badly a passage, if not extract. I did think of varying uh, part in Paris by the subs as uh, Captain Sensible plays keyboards on said track. But I don't know... What, wasn't getting into uh, diminished responsibilities from whence it's taken on my way into work Tuesday. I know there was production issue with Mike Leander. Nicky Garrett tried to rescue things by remixing great swathes of the album, which he needs to be applauded. But uh, for some strange reason, even though I've heard it countless times before, it just wasn't doing it for me. Coincidentally, on the album is the track Time and Matter, which the band's current record label took its name. And in another case of coincidence, said record label last week celebrated its 10th anniversary. So, it uh, only seems right and proper to play something from the subs that came out on Time and Matter. And, as I mentioned earlier about having it away on my toes, it seems apt to play the re-recorded version of Keep On Running that was on the band's Screaming Senile EP. <laughs>
Punk Snot Dead is available for the very reasonable price of £10.36 from Amazon. Something else that we need to thank Morat for is introducing Pinch into the Damned. I think we can all agree that after the Not Of This Beanstalk lineup had split up, up and to the exiting of Gary Dreadful, the band had become the parody comical band that we all, as fans, strive to convince people that they weren't. For me, Grave Disorder was a real return to form of not only Captain, but uh, of that Strawberries vibe. And for the record, I love Phantasmagoria and not of this beanstalk for different reasons. Anything? Yeah, not so much. And Pinch was no slouch when it came to songwriting, as two of my favourite tracks on the aforementioned Grave Disorder album, he had a hand in writing, namely Dubla and this one, Amen. This is my house, please come on in It's time to cleanse yourself of sin Get thee down upon your knees Cause now belief is a disease, amen The more you faithful, heed the bells This trip could save you all from hell Burning crosses through the night So you hear your shepherd calling My wrath won't be denied Don't stand there looking sheepish Come and join the flock inside Says these people are insane It's only brainwash quite humane A thousand channels take your pick Another mystic lunatic Amen Amen, brother Think you can challenge me? Come on I've seen them off one by one Oh, Galileo's long forgotten
trooper's sleight of hand Has kept the devil in command Beyond those gates up in the sky Sign up now for apple pie Follow me Follow me Follow me anywhere Follow me I know, I know, I faded out of the watery section. But if I left it in, I wouldn't have had time for... Covers Corner. Yeah, I know, I stole that from Tiswas. And it is, in actual fact, uh, Compost Corner. But until I sort out my own ID, uh, you'll just have to make do with it, actually. Uh, I missed a trick on Wednesday as I was over at Andy Brooks' recording studio, along with seven others, to provide backing vocals for the bonus track on the Middle Night Men debut album. So I could have blanked a few minutes at the expense of main Middle Night Man, Nick Hughes, who, uh, as you know, can uh, normally be found in Duncan reading the big heads and blowing his trumpet in Terrorvision. Uh, the song we had to drunkenly sing along to... Uh, isn't representative of the rest of the album. It's the bonus fun song at the end. Uh, the yet as untitled album features a veritable who's who of paranoid squirrel favourites like uh, Tom Spencer, Chris Rogers, Duncan Reed, uh, Rich Raggedy, uh, with even status quo's Leon Cave supplying the drums. Uh, the one proper track that we heard, Power Pop Heaven. If you like the Wild Hearts, Janice Stark and the Eureka Machines, which of course I know you do, this album will be for you. I, I can actually play you something from the aforementioned album, a bit a five-second snippet of the endings of one of the songs. As soon as I know when the album's out... And any planned gigs from the Middle Night Men, I shall let you know. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. Covers Corner. Easy, I said covers. Another thing more related uh, is that back in the pre-internet days, he mentioned in the column that uh, he rang Kerrang that he wished that there was a recording of The Damned when Lemmy played bass for him at the Electric Ballroom in 1978. Of course, I had it. And Julie taped to tape a copy for him, posting it off forthwith. I do believe he even thanked me in dispatches. 
But it's forgotten all about it. Uh, these days, if you know where to look, it's readily available as ones and zeros. The Damned on Tuesday uh, announced four dates in May, starting in Leeds on the 17th, on to Aylesbury Friars on the 18th, Glasgow Garage on the 20th, and finally the Lead Mill in Sheffield on the 21st. The closest to me is Aylesbury, but it's on a school night, uh, with at least a two-hour trip there and back. Anyway, uh, back to Covers Corner. <laughs> Oh, God. Right, as I've already played two of my Unholy Alliance, or is that Allegiance? Uh, that's the remains of the damned. Uh, and I have just mentioned the third, as in Motorhead, I feel duty-bound to play something by them for cover, uh, this segmentation. Motorhead's third single was a cover of Richard Berry's Louis Louie and gave them their first appearance on Top of the Pops. However, the version I have selected to air for you is an alternate take that is slightly less polished if Mowerhead could ever be caught as such. As they say, is it? Until next week, take it easy.